Today we're talking about going back to the 90s for an effective strategy to reach students today. Are you ready? Because it's time. Holy nuclear time bombs! Holy overeating! Holy roller coasters! It's time! It's time! It's time for the Lion Sidekick Podcast! <laughs> Hello heroes, this is Tom Pounder and you are listening to the YM Sidekick Podcast. This is the podcast where ministers come to learn some cool tips and tricks and ideas on how to do ministry more effectively in this very digital and online world, this very digital world that we're living in today. And today we're going to go back to the 90s. Well, not literally. Obviously, we can't go back to the 90s. But I brought in my friend Ben Kearns, uh, my California friend uh, and uh, my fellow Gen Xer, uh, back on the podcast to talk about doing student ministry effectively. And we're using tools and tips that we learned back in the 90s to minister effectively to students today. Obviously, we've got the coronavirus going on and there's lots of cool digital and online tools that you can do to reach students, but the reality is students aren't always connected online right now. They are overwhelmed online. There's too much online right now. So how can you reach students today? Ben's got some great ideas as his team is working through some different things out in California, and I'm really excited to share with you that as it may be some of the things that you're currently doing, but it may be some new things or some refreshers that you're looking for to help reach students. So we're going to talk about how you can go back to the 90s in theory to help minister to students today in actuality. So without any further ado, let's get in the conversation right now, talking to Ben Kearns. All right, with me right now is the one and only Benjamin Kearns. Woo! Let's go. I wish they could see you and do the what you did because that's such a Gen Xer type of thing, you know. Well, we're getting old. I love yeah. it, but we're we're wise beyond our years, especially still touching youth ministry. Yeah. Well, in this, uh, you know, you were doing the Randy Macho Man Savage woo kind of thing. You know, it's kind of you know, it's. I mean, that's old school, man. That's good. Did it you? It is old school. Did you watch wrestling growing up? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, Rowdy Roddy Piper. He was my man. Yeah. Do you remember that movie that Roddy Roddy Piper did um, with the aliens? No. <laughs> he did a movie and it was like the, the best line of it was something like he, he's like, I've come here to kick butt or the other word kick butt uh, and chew some bubble gum. And he's like, and right now I'm all out of bubble gum. So it was like, he's going to kick butt. And so he was like, all your millennial youth workers are like, what is going on? Listen, yeah, because imagine it's a TikTok. Yes. Wait, are you on TikTok? You have to be on TikTok, right? I was on TikTok and I lost about 12 hours of my life. Yeah. And I realized I was, I learned things I never wanted to learn. Yeah. And so I understand it, but now I'm out. I'm out. I actually was surprised on how much I actually learned from some of the, um, like I, there were some iPhone hacks and this kind of hack. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. But you're right. You can get sucked into it very easily. And, you know, I, well, and I at just, our age, we have like all the TikTok moms, like they just get thrown on the for you page. And I'm like, I, I can't be staring at the TikTok moms all the day, all day, you know? And it's weird when you see the TikTok moms and they're in your neighborhood and you're like, I know that lady. And that's kind of interesting. Okay, stop. Okay. Yeah. So, all right. Well, we could talk about TikTok. We could talk about, you know, 80s and Gen X stuff, which we would love to do. Um, but we're going to talk about youth ministry. But before we do that, you haven't been on the podcast in a while. So I, just refresh everyone. Who are you? Where do you live? And did you get COVID yet? 
Yeah. Uh, my name is Ben Kearns. I'm a lead pastor out in Marin County, California, just north of San Francisco. I've uh, done youth ministry for over 25 years and they uh, let me uh, have the keys to the castle. And so now I get to supervise a great team of people doing youth ministry. And, um, and I haven't been on the podcast. I haven't even been on the internet for a while um, with the whole COVID mayhem. I, I don't have any. Uh, we've locked down like crazy, but I, I really struggled with my social media world um, as a middle-aged white guy. There's just not a lot to say um, with all the chaos that's happening in the world. And so trying to keep my head down and uh, try to figure out what God's doing in our church and help our team accomplish it. So yeah, so this is well, my first foray into podcasting in a long time. Yes. Well, I'm, I'm so happy that you are podcasting with me because you're always one of my favorite guests. Because, because God knows what you're going to say during my podcast. <laughs> That's the one thing. Uh, and then two is you get, you got a ton of great insights and I love what you're doing. Um, tell me again, what's uh, your area in California? What's the COVID situation like right now? So, I, so we live in Marin and uh, Marin is the bluest county in the bluest state. They love the federal government. They love Gavin Newsom. If Gavin Newsom would tell them, how to wipe their butt, they would be like, thank you so much. I love that. So he's like, lock it down. They're gladly locking it down. It doesn't impact us because there's some wealth in our area. So it's too bad for everyone in Central California. But for us, we feel noble. And so, and they're all white collar workers. So they're all living at home, living in this panic, um, even though there's hardly any COVID. We'll probably be the last county in America that opens up. So we don't, we, we're not allowed to be indoors for church, indoors for meals. Um, and as a, as a libertarian who leans conservative, um, it hurts my inner life, but I'm called to be a pastor, not a politician. So whatever. And this is why I love having you on the podcast because God knows what you're going to say on my, when you, <laughs> when you speak. Uh, this is great. Okay. Talk to me about real quick, the wildfires. Uh, w when this airs, hopefully the wildfires will be gone. But have you ever encountered that? You've lived in California your whole entire life, right? Yep. Um, you know, there's always been a few fires, usually down in LA. A few years ago, there was this crazy fire that went through my area and it wiped out a like half of a Santa Rosa, not half, but it wiped out a whole neighborhood. Um, and there was a couple, couple of those that just were really devastating. And so everyone's kind of been on fire alert the last couple of years, but there's, this, this is this unique. There's so many of them. It is so smoky outside. Wow. Um, I mean, I can't even see the mountains, you know, that are five miles away. Um, yeah, it's, it's a bummer. And, and, you know, for me as a snotty Marin person, I'm like, I can't go outside and I can't go for a run. But I mean, all those fires, you know, equal homes burning and first responders struggling and all the devastation. So it, it is a little brutal for sure. Yeah. Damn. Uh, I, I'm, yeah, times I get tempted to move out to California would only be because of you, but uh, the, the reason why I don't go out to California is because the wildfires and the, uh, and the earthquakes, they just scare the crud out of me. So I just, there's, there's no earthquakes. California is beautiful, but it's the worst place to live. Worst place to do ministry. I keep wanting God to call me to Idaho. I pitch it to my kids <laughs> and I said, listen, we could cash out of our house and get a little house on a lake and become like a boat family and like be wake surfers. 
And uh, at the time, my son had a crush on someone and couldn't imagine leaving. And, <laughs> and I wasn't quite ready to leave my job. But I fantasize about leaving California all the time. But I think I'm called here forever. Well, that's good. Well, they need people like you uh, there. Uh, okay, so let's talk about youth ministry. Let's talk about what your team did. You just had a fall kickoff. Um, uh, well, actually, our fall kickoffs this week. So by the oh, time it's will just started. Yeah, but we're doing all the prep for it. Okay, so what are you guys doing to minister to your students, especially since, you know, with all these restrictions going on? Well, so our team has just kicked ass for this whole thing. <laughs> You're not allowed to say ass on your podcast? No, you can. I just, I just love it because you're, oh, I think. You don't add hole to it, right? You were okay. <laughs> you're, you're just the only one who really cusses on my podcast, again, which is one of the reasons why I love having you on. So. For the record, ass isn't even registered in a PG-13 movie. Like, that's still <laughs> PG status. So, um, anyway, they, they do. They, they're, they're crushing it. And, in fact, when, uh, when this thing first happened, uh, they went straight to Zoom youth groups um straight using all the the all the things that zoom can do with breakout rooms and and they just did it day one crushed it and then um once summer came around they went straight to outdoor youth groups so we have like an an exemption like outdoor religious services and so we kind of use an outdoor religious service exemption is kind of how we classify youth ministry and uh, and they spent all youth all summer doing that and i and at first i was like are they doing enough is are we doing enough and I realized, you know, like I was talking to another lead pastor and he's like, yeah, next week we're doing our first outdoor youth group. I'm like, what the hell has your guy been doing for the last six months? <laughs> like they're just now starting to do this. And I think what it is, is as Gen Xers, um, you know, we value authenticity, we value interaction, we value relationship. And I've watched a lot of younger youth workers think that presenting content over Instagram and TikTok and YouTube, like like just pushing content. No kid wants content pushed to them. They already got all the content they need. And there's no way we can, you know, um, compete with all the TikTok moms. That's who would compete with me, but whatever they're TikTok, whatever they're, you know, competing with. And so I just think everyone thought, oh, this is their chance to be in, uh, in, uh, internet famous and push, 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 push. But because our guys are, are, work with me and I so value relationship and we just, and they do too, we just went uh, for relationship and, and as much interaction as possible. Um, and so that's what we did up to fall kickoff and now we're getting ready to, to start again. So what kind of stuff did you do for relationships to kind of foster that? Did you, and did you encounter a lot of parents saying, Ah, I still can't go outside. Like we really don't want that. So how, what did you do to foster that kind of relationship stuff? So it is really hard because of where we live, you know, people have sun allergies and peanut allergies and gluten allergies and, you know, freshman allergies. I mean, they're just, we have the most high maintenance moms on the planet. And so, and so we just kind of had this posture of, Hey, this is what we're going to do. And we recognize it's not going to work for everybody. And so made it a really non-shame-based way. It's not like, this is the place God shows up. No, here's all the places God shows up. And if you don't feel safe, we understand. But he, and, then, and then here's all the protocols that we are doing. So, so, we would, like, so if, when you came, you had to check in on an iPad. You had, to, you had to get your temperature checked. All the volunteers had gloves. We all had masks. And, um, and, you know, they, and each, each small group kind of sat in a circle. 
you know, six feet apart. And then there was like these little pods of people all over the lawn. And then they would do, you know, a little bit of a mixer. And then they would move to this other area where there'd be a little bit of worship and speaking. And then they'd break into small groups again. Um, so they did, so, so the youth group, classic Gen X, 1990s youth ministry, just that's what they did, just with some social distancing. And the truth is, because the kids are so locked down, the fact that, they, like, it's not a compelling youth ministry, but compared to sitting at home, it, was, it really is compelling. Well, I, want, I agree with you that on that, um, because, uh, so we've been doing some outside stuff, and the, the idea is really uh, just social and community building. We're not doing anything real programmatic. And some of the people, uh, some of our leaders, that stresses them out. They're like, what's going to be the reason why they come? We have to do something big and wow. I'm like, no, we don't. We're giving them an opportunity to come outside and hang out and have real face-to-face connections with people. I'm not going to spend $300 on this inflatable thing that I have to wipe down every single time. We're going to get people together. And we've actually experienced some really good um, interactions. Now, it's not the same as it was before, but the expectation is not the same either. I just want to get kids together. And so feeling like that's a good opportunity. um, And you you felt like uh, your group, you've had good response to it. Students are responding well. Parents are responding well to it. Yeah. And in fact, um, you know, our youth ministry, uh, it dipped. um, But once we reestablished, it's actually grown. So it's grown like with new kids, like who have never been to our church or youth group before. And, and part of it was, I mean, it's, you know, it's the actual thing that happens at youth ministry. Um, a lot of really great communication with parents regularly on, every week. And, um, and then there's always a giveaway. And so um, after youth group, the next day, um, our youth staff team would end up going to different people's homes and like, bringing them Chick-fil-A or In-N-Out Burger or donuts, depending on the prizes. And so there's lots of like just door showing up in people's doorways and, and loving them. And so the accumulation of that, just doing those little things, but week in and week out has kind of kept all, all the connectors um, going. And, and the, sorry, go ahead. No, you go, go. Oh, and so I was going to say, and so what was, and so I think every, I think what you might've experienced too, we were talking about before is, there's all the stress of feeling like the rules are always changing. And so what can we do? What can we not do? When are we coming back? And, 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 and what I found is we're all, we were treading water this whole time, waiting for us to come back to normal as well as trying to innovate the whole time to keep kids coming. And that, that those two things in tandem were actually exhausting. Uh, not so much the work ethic, work part of it, but just internally and, and, and emotionally, it was just so exhausting to try to wait for this new thing and then keep things humming along too. And so what we did is we about a month and a half ago decided we're not, we're not coming back until January at least, maybe the whole year. And so let's plan like we're never coming, like we're never coming back. So how are we going to do our fall retreat? How are we going to do our outreach event? How are we going to do actual youth group? And when you think of it like, hey, we're never coming back, all of a sudden your creative juices start flowing and you don't need to put contingency plans because that's now the plan. And, um, and so I think we're all pretty pumped for this next week and to, to hit play on it all. Okay, so what are some of the things you're looking forward to now that you've said, hey, we're doing this for the next few months. This is our plan. You know, what, like, what happens, like, let me throw this out. What, what happens when it starts getting colder up there? 
you know, and you're meeting outside, like how, what, what have you thought through about that? Because that, that's a question I'm actually thinking because we are meeting outside and we think we've got until about October before it starts getting a little uncomfortable being outside. Yep. So we're, we just decided we're going to be outside till probably daylight savings time. Um, once daylight savings time hits, we're going to go back to zoom. Okay. And if restrictions lift, then we'll do a thing where people will meet at their small group leader's house. And so each small group will, well, there'll still, there'll still be a zoom youth group. So there could be a common teaching and some music, but then but the bulk of the youth group will be like a mini young life with the small group person at their house. Yeah. Um, if the restrictions lift and if they don't lift, then they just go back to zoom and leverage some different tricks um, that they've learned the you know, the first iteration of it. You know, what, what I love about what you're doing then is it's almost like we're going back to the nineties and really focusing on relational ministry. I think like you, again, we get so tied up in like, it's gotta be this, we've got to be on TikTok and producing this content. We got to be on YouTube. And truthfully, I have used this time to go and to explore those in our student ministry. But I also know that it really is about the relationships because again, kids, kids can flip through some TikTok and everything like that, but they're not really paying attention. They're not really, so no matter what you put on TikTok, it's, you know, it's going to get some views, but that's about it. Where you're going to make the impact is those relationships. So being creative with, okay, we're going to meet outside. Oh, I'm going to take this person some donuts. I'm going to take this person I'm going to stop over at their house. You know, I think you finding creative ways to, to enhance relationships really will strengthen your ministry. It seems like it, you know, it's strengthening your ministry rather than putting it behind the eight ball because you're not on YouTube, you know? Right. And what's rad is because all the other youth ministries in our area are all led by, you know, millennials, you know, who are crushing their Instagram game. Yeah. We're the only ministry in our area that's showing up at people's houses you know, that's, that's all meeting outside an ice cream parlor and buying everybody ice cream. And I mean, giving away pizzas, you know, good old classic, you know, stuff. And it's really working. And especially since our kids, they have all the content they could ever need. I mean, my son's watched everything there is to watch on Netflix, even probably 365, you know, but the one thing he, he, but they don't have is actually human interaction and they're too immature to pull that off. So you have a youth leader who's an adult who knows how to pull that off and they get to participate and be, have human interaction and have some sort of adventure or something. Even if it's just going to an ice cream parlor, which is totally like out of the norm. So how great is that? Yeah, I, I agree with you completely. I've taken more kids out to lunch during this time than I was in the year before this because I was too busy doing other things. Now, you know, kids are totally freed up. They're, even when we go back to school, have you guys started school yet? Uh, yeah, they just started last week. Okay, they just started last week. So our, our kids still go back to school in another week or two. Um, but uh, like, even when they go back to school, I'm going to have opportunities to do things with them because they don't have extracurricular activities, at least in the fall we don't. Do you guys have extracurricular? Act? No. no. Nothing. So it's really fascinating, this new opportunity we have, which is just to invest in relationships and really dig deep into that and really allow them to, to think outside the box. Are, are, are your leaders doing anything else uh, relational-wise that you were really impressed with or, or really seen flourish? Um, nothing that I'm impressed with, but our leaders are, you know, they're normal volunteers who have businesses and stresses and families and... Um, and so we just try to say, hey, man, like once a quarter, do something 
with your small group. Yeah. And we have a couple leaders who crush in the bare minimum of do once a quarter. Yeah. Um, but it's usually our, our paid or intern people who are really carrying the, the weight of that kind of stuff. And that's just our cultural context. And in younger communities, especially people who have like a near a college campus and they have college, a lot of college staff, that kind of stuff crushes. But in our context, it's just, it's okay. Yeah. No, it's good. But there are, they are adults in their life who love them and, and leverage their small group, but they don't have a lot of extra space or time um, or make it anyway. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Well, th- this is really encouraging. And I, again, I think it's all about just the relationships and making sure that you're connecting with people in real and relevant ways. So I think that's great. Well, and one thing that, you know, in my, uh, in my evaluation, uh, my, my job appraisal this year that I really took to heart, uh, besides, you know, scoring tens on everything, of course, <laughs> um, was, you know, we were really compelled to try to be a little more innovative and not be so scared of failure. Um, and so, and so it's, it's been fun to help lead our team and say, like, try everything. Everything's a, everything's an experiment. So it's not like, Hey, we did this thing and it's a failure or if no kids came or it was a bust or like everything's a learning opportunity. And so, and I think our team really has embraced it. They cannot fail. Like, like there's, unless they touch a kid, Outside of that, they cannot fail. And that freedom has allowed them to be even more innovative and, and I think a little more hope-filled too. I'm glad you said that actually, because I, I was talking to someone else um, this the other day and I completely agree with you. If we're not trying new things right now, then when would you ever try something new? This is the perfect opportunity for you to experiment because our my bosses are just saying, we just want you to do stuff. We want you out there doing things. We don't care what it is, but we want to see you trying stuff because we've never had to deal with this kind of stuff before, you know? Well, and especially youth ministry, the stuff that works in youth ministry ends up getting to be used by the larger church. And there's a, there's a much bigger uh, bandwidth and for failure and and, and acceptance for failure. And so, you know, everything that our church is doing on zoom, we learn from our student ministry, you know? And so, I think even more so student ministry should have a, a wider latitude to try new stuff. Yeah, no, I agree. It's fantastic. Good stuff, man. Well, that's a very encouraging and re- reassuring. What, yeah. what were you going to say? Well, I was going to say, I mean, as we're wrapping up, you know, one thing that's unique about this time is everyone's finding new ways to connect and be friends and fall in love. Our students are all falling in love. And I know whether they're leaders or adult leaders or pastors, you know, that online dating machine is just an incredible deal. And, we're finding authenticity in all sorts of new ways. Yep. So got to help our kids do that well, you know? Yep, uh, man, I, I completely agree with you. I think we have to find different ways. Uh, there's lots of, we, we, we'll talk about online really connections and relationships the next time we get on uh, the podcast uh, together. Uh, but, you know, we'll, we'll do that. Well, okay, so Ben, you're awesome. You're great. How can people connect with you? And since you're on social media, you got to give out your social media handles now. So I'm, I'm back on social media. I, uh, I write a blog at benjaminkearns.online. And my Twitter and Instagram handle are the real Ben Kearns. Uh, I moved from average youth ministry because A, turns out no one wanted to be average. I thought it was a great idea, but I transitioned to the real Ben Kearns so that when I get to be rich and famous, um, I'll have that moniker, but until then, it's just kind of douchey. But that's I, how to I, do it. 
I, I think the, the Twitter handles with the real in front of their names is the best Twitter. I wish I could change mine, you know, but I'm still tied into my TA Pounder one. Um, wait, let me ask you this. So are you not blogging? Or are you not having anybody blog on the average youth ministry.com anymore? Um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get some, I, I'm trying to get some younger voices to, to write on it. Yeah. So if anyone in your world wants to write it, I have this great platform with tons of subscribers and it has a good reach. Um, and so anyone who wants to try their hand on writing on a blog, I'd love to share that with them. There's a couple of people that are kind of slowly working on it, but I'm more facilitating that yeah. blog than writing on it. Well, it's a great guest post opportunity actually, because um, and no lie, I mean, Ben, when they do those youth ministry best of lists, you know, the best of sites, Ben's always in the top 25. I mean, so he's gotten a tremendous reach. So if you're looking at exploring some uh, content creation, send it over to Ben. I'll, I'll include his uh, information and just submit an article to him. And who knows, maybe you'll get it. Maybe you will. <laughs> maybe, you'll, you'll, maybe you'll be lucky enough to post on the average youth ministry. I mean, listen, my, my iterations, uh, they never, you know, I can never get as high as Ben. On, uh, <laughs> so. All right, Ben. Well, thanks so much for uh, joining me today. Appreciate yeah, it. Look forward to it again. Bye guys. All right, so there you go. My conversation with Ben, it's always great having him on. Again, I love all the guests that I have on the podcast, but some of these reoccurring guests like Ben uh, and the, the people that I've had some really good, genuine friendships with over the years, has been it's been awesome talking to those guys and uh, getting their insights. And I think there's a lot that we can learn uh, from going back. Uh, you know, Young Life had a book back in the day called Back in the Base, Back to the Basics. It talked about just going back to the basics of student ministry. Sometimes we need to go back in order to move forward uh, in our strategy. And so, what I loved about what uh, Ben said is it's it's not very high tech stuff. As much as I love technology, it's all about the relationships, it's all about the connections. And so. I, I, I love that. We need a refresher. We need to not lose sight of it. It's all about the relationships and, and those connections. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. What what stood out to you from the interview? Uh, what encouraged you? What challenged you? What made you think a little bit more? Let's definitely carry this conversation online a little bit more. So just definitely hit me up on Twitter, at TA Pounder. I would love to talk to you more. And again, I'm serious. If, you, if you've got a blog and you want to try your hand in blogging, submit an article to Ben. I've got all that contact uh, information in the show notes uh, today, so you can definitely uh, do that. All right, heroes. Well, thanks so much for joining me. As always, uh, if you enjoy the podcast, go to iTunes or Spotify to subscribe to it, or go to ymsidekick.com. Uh, there, I've got all my content there: blogs, vlogs, podcasts, uh, eBooks, um, and information about the digital bootcamp. I love the digital bootcamp because it's we're adding people to it all the time. It's for all ministers who want to learn digital tools to help expand your reach uh, and reach more people for Christ. So if you want to get all that information, go to ymsidekick.com. And, and if you got any questions about it, honestly, just hit me up on email to tom at ymsidekick.com. All right, heroes, well, I hope you have a great rest of the day, a great rest of the week. And until next time, have a great one.